Hey, everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Eric Martins, and this is the Fantasy Golf Pod, cracking beers and clicking names for the Open Championship. Cheers to you, Eric Quagus Martins. You're the man. Cheers. Nice Good to, to see you. you. Yes. It's been a while. You know, we're only doing these names and reasons pods every once in a while for the majors and the big events. Probably, maybe for the FedEx Cup playoffs, but we're here uh, live every Tuesday night. We want to be here. I will tell you right now that we're friends with the people over at FanshareSports.com. You can sign up for that website and uh, use the promo code FantasyGolfPod to get yourself 20% off. You already know that. You're probably already a member of that site. Uh, either way, you could follow us on Twitter. Oh, wait, you might already be following us, and then therefore you're seeing this. And if you see this, retweet this, like this. We're trying to grow this thing. It's just for fun. We're just a couple of friends. I'm actually indoors now. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's fantastic. I don't know why you didn't do that earlier, but I didn't either. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't do it. Well, partially because right now I'm in the laundry room, and it's kind of awkward. And I'm trying, and I don't, I can't yell as loud as I want to in the garage. No one cares about that. This is the Names and Reasons show. What do I have in store for us? Well, we're going to talk about the most and the least popular. We're going to talk about the names that we like. We're going to eat some chalk. We're going to buy on some pivots. And at the end, we're going to talk about how we build rosters. We're going to talk about a little strategy mixed in, give our favorite plays. You can hit us up over there in the chat on the side. Help us go on tangents. Give us some things to talk about. Uh, spark Eric to, or what do they call that? Trigger Eric. You could trigger him on the side if you want to. Uh, we are an interactive show. This is the um, hashtag not expert half hour here. Um, if you're uh, new to the program, um, what do you need to know about us, Eric? Well, uh, we, we, we've kind of adopted a uh, sort of different approach to uh playing DraftKings as of late i would say over the last you know months and maybe even maybe the last year so uh it, it's good it, it, we're an alternative let's just say that we're an yeah, alternative we, if you're here for the stats and the strokes gain stuff uh that's probably not the pod for you i don't even know if we'll talk we'll say one strokes gain stat in the whole right? time that we're on um what we do do is we show the screen if you're on youtube or Twitter, you can see that uh, if you're on iTunes. I'll try to describe it the best I can. We are an iTunes product. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can go rate and review on there. And you can see at the tippity tip top for the Open Championship is John Rahm at $11,300. And Eric, there's no way that John Rahm is not winning. How could he not? He's the best golfer on planet Earth right now. He's coming in. Could have been coming in with three straight wins, for heaven's sakes. Right. Great. Great. Uh, all-around player. I mean, I don't know what else. What could you say bad about Rom? There's nothing to say bad about Rom. I mean, yeah, the memorial was. That should be. Oh, it should go eight one one seven. Instead, it says eight cut one seven. Fucking crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. He's. I mean, he's. He is on fire. And eleven three is a great price, really. I think. I know, dude, but dude, does this kind of remind you of every single major when Bryson was supposed to win the Masters, Rory was supposed to win the Open two years ago, and it was held. Uh, every time that someone's supposed to win or they're coming in as the huge favorite, how often? I mean, I guess 
technically Rom paid that off at the U.S. Open because he was the favorite, but at the same time, it wasn't like an overwhelming, obvious favorite, and people weren't like rushing to bet it. But I think at eight to one, in at eleven three, people are going to use John Rom, and it feels kind of odd. Uh, it feels kind of like is John Rom Tiger Woods? Is anyone Tiger Woods? No one's Tiger Woods. We've had this conversation many times. No one is Tiger Woods. All of these people are fucking weak as hell. When <laughs> mentally. Mentally when it comes com- compared to Tiger Woods. But he's not Tiger Woods, but 11-3, you have $7,700 left. There's a lot of value down at the bottom. True. You can start lineups with John Rahm. And I think if you're fading him, it's probably foolish. And I won't be. I mean, I'm definitely fading him because that's what I do. But you could, <laughs> use, you could use Sam Burns in there, and you could get a $6,300 Sam Burns, and you're back up to 8100 for the last four. So you could do something like that, but you may not get away from the field doing that. Um, but, yeah, I don't fade. I don't play the top price guy. I fade the TPG. I mean, I don't, I don't want to pay for that. I already know that all of these guys are pretty much the same, and it's up to the betting boards and it's up to DraftKings to place them with prices and give them betting odds and make sure people bet it and feel comfortable and make people think thoughts. I don't yeah. know. So, therefore, I'm not doing that. I might do Rory right underneath that at $10,900. That interests me more, but I bet you I could get you to be interested in Brooks Kepka at 10700 I mean – what? Why is what is ever? What, when will they figure this out? It's been years now that every single major he's typically underpriced. His uh, his odds aren't low enough. He's coming in not even chalk at ten seven. Uh, do people have people not figured this out yet? That Brooks at majors, you just do that. No, I think people have figured it out. And so then he'll be chalk at 10 seven. Cause that's why isn't he the well, top? So, guy? so, you know, you want to talk about, uh, I was thinking about this and this might sound strange, but like the sort of like correlation between, you know, he comes in at a lower price and he's unwanted at a major. It's crazy. Quick. I think this week he's at a higher price and he's going to be wanted this week. Because, okay. Okay. Right. So like, and then, so doesn't that really set up for him to be bad? He's I don't gonna, know. It's ultimately like I think he truly does want to win an open oh, championship, absolutely. and like yeah. that is something that he is. He's he's more. He was. He's probably more focused in caring about and more this week than any other week on the schedule so far. And he has that added added incentive with Bryson, the Bryson beef. So I feel like. <laughs> There's a little bit of that going. He's got the chip on his shoulder, and I don't know. I feel like hit the pairing they gave him. I don't even know who. I can't even remember who's who he's paired with. But he's paired with a bunch of couple of scrubs. So maybe he's just a little bent out of shape of it over that. So I think ten seven Brooks. I think he'll be motivated. I think we're into. I'm into that out of well, everybody. I'm, in the I'm 10K very range. into it. Very I'm into cool. it. I was now, just- yeah. I mean, I, I'm. A, should we talk about what you've been doing the last few weeks? You've been going all in on people. Have you? <laughs> What do you th- do? You think you're going to go all in on someone this week? Well, we had discussed the Brooks Beef combo. I I, I don't think I can go that far, but I, I am going to be going all in the, again this week. It's more of a fun factor than it is a profiteering move. Because why I couldn't you go Brooks Spieth? Well, because I want Rom. I can't what? go. I can't. I I I play the top price golfer. Golfer, you know that. Everyone knows that who's watched. Okay, so then you're gonna have to go 100 percent 
on speed. Speed, yeah, because the normally yeah. the, the the price name that I go in is in the eight k, seven k range. The upper echelon te- mm. is a little bit harder to go all in on. But okay. you know, I, I I I'd be down with like a fifty percent like pairing of Spieth and Brooks Kepka. Because right. I don't need to have a bunch. I don't need to have all. Yeah, the you know, with the uh, with the Open Championship, it is the most volatile of the tournaments. Oh, it's, it's a crazy tournament. Okay, now we've talked about the top of the board. Uh, we're bringing in our first guest, our only guest, actually, I should say. Uh, this is Luke Walker. Luke sweated out. Let me remove. Hold on. I'm a DJ here on the computer. That's Luke. Luke's been betting on golf. Uh, he's lives in Nevada, so he can't even play DraftKings. So really have a betting expert here yeah that's right not a not a DraftKings uh dfs guy just just strictly betting although i am in oregon right now which uh i think i think i could play some dfs this week if i wanted to well then you're watching the right show luke um although absolutely eric do you have a betting account eric have you set one up yet no i have a betting account sorry okay well then you're out I should, remove, <laughs> I should just remove you from this segment. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> Luke, hey, good to see you. Tell us how good you are at betting so that we have an idea of, like, well, how you know, should we pay attention to you? I mean, give us toot your own horn, or do you want me to do it for you? I, I can't really toot my own horn. I like to think that um, I know more than the average Joe. Um, you know, I've, I've hit quite a few winners. Um, I've been hitting, been hitting winners in – all the different tours this year. So I got an LPGA win last week, got a couple of euros and, uh, you know, some KFT, but I got eight winners on the PGA tour this season. So I think that puts me into a place where I've made money. So I think that makes me somewhat good. Yeah. Uh, now like to put that in perspective that, you know, you could probably hit one or two depending on the number and break even. So the fact that you're hitting eight so far, and it's not even the end; it's the middle of July. Uh, that's impressive, my friend. So, does the does the strategy change at majors? Do you have anything different that you're doing with your card because it's a major or it's the open? Yeah, so it's kind of nice because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm in Oregon. I'm on vacation this week, so I haven't really been able to do my normal kind of research and you know running the stat models and listening to every podcast in the world and kind of doing my normal um, process. But I think that. Okay because it's a major, it's actually okay. Um, I think that majors from a betting perspective kind of get simplified quite a bit because there really are only so many guys who can win, you know, Brooks is kind of like, he's famous for saying, you know, I can cross off whatever everybody, but 20 guys or whatever he said, you know, only 20 guys can win. And it, for the most part is true. You know, I, we probably wouldn't have had Phil Mickelson in that list of guys who can win. So that was a little bit of a surprise. Um, you know, Mm -hmm when Gary Woodland won the U S open, like he was playing really good golf. He was one of those guys. He might've been a surprise to some people, um, but not, not everybody who's paying attention, you know? And so majors really just are like that. It's it's like, there are a small pool of players who have, I think the game and kind of the mental aspect to, to keep it together for four rounds and beat the best players in the world. Cause that's what you got to do. You know, it's not, this is not winning the John Deere where you got to, hold off the Kevin Nas of the world and, you know, all these guys who are fighting for their, their PGA tour lives. You're, you're playing against the top 10, top 20, top, the, the hundred best guys in the world, basically. So um, I think it, my, my strategy does change pretty drastically for majors. So then who do we look at at the top of the board? Are you, and then 
are you looking at a little bit of trying to get some value out of a guy that you're betting on? Like, is the number important or do you just pick the guy you want and you think is going to win? No matter yeah. what the number is. I mean, so that pool of guys who can win, those are the guys who are basically, I don't know, 30 and below, right? So sure. you're, you're looking at tough numbers regardless. I mean, you can't bet True. too many of these guys or else you're just – your card doesn't make any sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I think you got to – you got to pick the guy who you think is going to win the golf tournament. And then from there shopping, the numbers is the best thing you can do. So, you know, Rom this week, I think I'm seeing him nine to one, eight to one, most places. So if you think Rom's going to win, which you wouldn't be crazy to think that because he's playing the best golf of anybody on the planet right now. Um, good mm-hmm. record at opens, you know, or pretty decent record at opens, I guess. Um, you know, just, just take it, plug your nose and, find the best number and, and bet him. Cause if he wins, it doesn't matter what his odds were. Cause he's the only guy who's going to cash an outright. Um, so did you do that? Did you bet Rom? I have not bet Rom. I, okay. uh, I, I can't, I just couldn't quite make that, you know, what if Rom play. drifted to 10? Would you, would you pull it on, on a 10? I think 10 is, is definitely like in that territory where I think about a 12 would probably be a bet for me. So then what um, do you hope that Rom has a bad first round and then you just kind of bet it after Thursday's round? So that's probably maybe. the way to go if you're if you're like in on Rom, you know, maybe maybe do half of what you would normally bet on him over, you know, okay. pre-tournament. So then you got some exposure to that nine in case he goes and shoots the best round of the day and then he drops to three to one or whatever, you know, and then you can't get in. Um, so maybe get half of it in, wait and see, and and just okay. hopefully get lucky and maybe he shoots a middling round and you get a ten or a twelve or something. But Rom is just not a guy that the books are letting drift anymore, unfortunately. Sure. Like even in you know at the U.S. Open, I mean, he had a, he started well, but then he was instantly like four to one. True. He just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. That. You might not even get the chance we're speaking about. So, yeah. uh, Luke, then who did you pull the trigger on? Have you pulled? <sighs> Anybody who knows me knows I've, I've bet Brooks Koepka. Um, Smartly. He's just, he, and even though he hasn't won these last couple of majors, um, he's been in contention. He, he gave you a chance until Sunday. You know, back nine on Sunday, he was right there at the PGA, the U.S. Open. He's won four majors. He's got a really good record at open championships. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's got a, a fourth and a sixth, you know, in the last three times they played it. Um, okay. So he's capable, you know, he, he is one of those guys. And I think I put him at the top of the list of guys who like have that mental edge, that mental, the mental fortitude, if you want, you know, he sure. just doesn't care. He's not going to be rattled by other players. He's not going to look up at the leaderboard and be scared about anybody. He's just going to go and he's going to play his game. And um, his Nike gear this week is just sick. So I think that gives him a a look good, play good type feel. Oh, yeah. He's going to be looking good. Okay, cool. They normally look like kind of idiots normally. Nike's been putting out some some weird stuff. Like they're (laughs) just trying stuff, you know, and it's, I don't know. Some some of it's a little cringeworthy. Tommy Fleetwood will have the ugliest of the Nike stuff on. Of course. He doesn't care. He loves it. Um, Yeah, he's a Let's dress like a child. Let's let's get your opinion then on like I want some money back for my five bucks. I want to I want to bet like a fifty to one guy or whatever, like someone yep. that gives me some juice back. How do I do that? Who do I pick? So this is just kind of a gross one, but the guy at that exact number that I bet um, is Tony Finau. Who you know why? Tony Finau doesn't win it's his time. Golf. He doesn't <laughs> win golf tournaments, but I think when he does win a golf Top tournament, it's going to be a big one. It's okay. going to be a major or, okay. or a major type field. 
And Tony's really good at Lynx golf. Um, okay. He's got a third and a ninth in the last two opens. You know, and, and before that, I think he had, let's see, uh, 27th and an 18th. So his last four opens have been really good. He hasn't played in a while. Um, hmm. Let's see. He hasn't played the last couple of weeks. Had a couple of missed cuts before that. So I think Tony's probably kind of been, been gearing up for this and kind of trying to get his game ready for an open championship. Um, the thing about Tony is he he has all of this of the tools. He's as good of a player as anybody in the world. He just doesn't get there. He doesn't get it for four rounds every time. Um, but at, at 50 to one, I think we're finally getting a number that is kind of fair. I think that we've yeah. been seeing Tony at like 25, 30, 35 to one for the last, I don't know, five years or whatever it's been, you know, like that's just yeah. kind of his number that he's locked in at. And it's hard to bet that because, you know, he just doesn't win very often. So really ever. Um, right. So it's hard to, to kind of get in on Tony when he's at those numbers, but I think 50 in this field is actually a fair number. I mean, that puts, you know, 20 or so guys ahead of him in, the betting market and you know i think he's a top 15 player in the world you know caliber wise and i think ranking wise he's probably about that so um i think we're finally getting a fair number and i think that's one that that would be worth you know taking a little shot on okay he is a good DraftKings play as well typically uh outperforms his finishing position in DraftKings points so you can consider that if you're going to throw down a DraftKings lineup in oregon uh i think i might before we- yeah, get, before we let you go back to whatever family vacation you're on, um, dollars are fun to bet. I love betting a dollar on somebody, but it's got to be 90 to one or more or like something where I'm like, wow, I want $100 off this dollar. It's just hilarious. Who's that kind of guy? Um, the one I'm looking at and really the only one above probably 75 that I'm even considering. Well, I, I did make a small Martin Timer bet. Um, I think he's – know somewhere in the 125 to 150 range okay he's kind of on his way back but he's not my favorite of the bombs the my favorite of the the kind of longer shot guys i'm seeing 90 or 100 on christian bezayden hope okay um Cibes is just an absolutely world-class short game player mm-hmm. um a south african know, yeah south african so he'll he'll be good playing out of sand you know that's going to be important um he's going to mm-hmm. be good in the wind if it gets windy what what Christian Bezadenhout is really good at is difficult conditions, and this is going to be a very difficult condition type of event. You know, we we see opens sometimes that the winning score is even or you know just a couple under. So that's I think the kind of event that he thrives in. Um, he's his short game is just so good that as long as he is keeping the ball on the planet off the tee, giving himself some looks, he's going to make a lot of putts, but he's going to scramble a lot, so he's going to make a lot of pars. Um, it's only a second open, which I don't necessarily love. You know, you like to see guys who have a lot of open experience because it's just such a different style of golf. But he did sure. play one other open. I think he missed by two. So he was he was right there in the mix, shot like a 71 the second day. You know, that's that's good enough. I, I think that he's a different player, too. That was two years ago. Totally. Um, he has won a handful of times worldwide since then. He's just kind of – he's more of an elite player than people know. Um, and 100 to 1, I mean, he's, I think, worth – worth a little you know a dollar bet as you would say i wouldn't put the house bet on him but the dollar bet might be a good yeah, one for a little for a little mega profit hey check that's it out. right uh, i have these trees here with me that i used to have in my background because you look like what i used to look like oh yeah look at us yeah we should have yeah, yeah, had those up the whole time we'd have been twinsies <laughs> 
Anyway, Luke sweated out on Twitter. Uh, that's what he does. He tweets, and then he wins bets. Um, it's crazy, but he's a friend of the program, and we appreciate his time tonight. I uh, will keep in touch with you. Uh, we'll follow Absolutely. you on Twitter. What else? Yeah, can't premise. wait. To, yeah, can't can't wait to see the house bet playing some golf tomorrow at uh, Crosswater, which is cool, like a perennial top one hundred golf digest course. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, I've just been killing my family at cornhole and chess and all the other games, and Boom. Yeah, just having a good time, man. Yeah, summer vacation. I love it. Thank yep. you for taking the time to talk to us idiots. All right, guys. Cheers. Have a good one. <laughs> Cheers, man. All right, Eric. Well, there you go. We got the betting perspective from uh, Luke Sweated Out, who's a good man and actually, uh, honestly, a really successful better. So we have to have his real perspective because we're hashtag not experts. But we can get back to where we were, which was in the 9K range. We we're about to talk about Bryson, who is the $9,900. Got any interest in Bryson, Quagnus? A little bit. I guess it depend on what we get as far as a projection of ownership. But okay, I mean he's, he's going to be low owned. He's going to be low owned. He's a major winner. I mean, it, it's hard to imagine seeing his name at the top of the Open Championship leaderboard. For some reason, that's kind of what I've been doing recently. Is just what could, what could that leaderboard look like? Would mm. Bryson be there? He just well, doesn't seem like the I don't know for me the type of player that would be up there. But at ninety nine hundred, you know, you could start a lineup there and be very different. If you totally well, and he also comes in motivated with the beef with Brooks. And what's funny is that Joe Idoni, my uh, host, my co-host on the Preferred Lines, like he likes this Bryson bet at thirty three to one, so we might be playing him at ninety nine hundred dollars. It might be the greatest GPP play of all time if Bryson actually just becomes Bryson for a couple of days. And like, you can maybe bomb and gouge it around here. We have no idea, uh, right? Like, we don't act like you know anything about this course. But Josh Bennett might, and we were wanting to have him on, but he's too busy playing golf and doing real things. Uh, we talked about Spieth and maybe going all in on that, and then you see Jordan. Uh, Justin Thomas at $9,600. If you're the, the person that was abducted by aliens and dropped down to planet Earth and you see Justin Thomas with the one, the players this year, and his $9,600, I mean, would you just be like, uh, don't we auto click that? I mean, I was wondering the same thing, especially since I saw that he's coming in not necessarily wanted. I mean, that seems like a really tremendous value. Out of the yeah. whole, out of the whole, you know, from ninety six hundred up. Yeah. I mean, Justin Thomas is. I, I, put him, I put him on the same, you know, tier as the rest of those guys up there, and he's at the bottom. So yeah, what you get the savings value, dude? This is like the running back in fantasy football that drifts and drops to like the first or you know the the first picks of the second round when they're just as good or they got just as much of a chance to be good as anyone who picked one, two, or three overall. And right. you're like, I don't know. I guess I'll just take this running back. That's Justin Thomas this week at $9,600. Yeah. I am more interested in that than Louis Oosthuizen because I think Louis at $9,300 is going to be wanted in chalk. Oh, yeah. uh, I think you typically look at Louis, I don't know, at the majors when he's $8,200 or even mm -hmm. lower, like $7,800 and maybe 12% owned. But when he's $9,300 and people think he's going to win, I feel like, oh, God, we're fucked on Louis. So yeah, I'm not yeah, sure about yeah. that. 
I'll go to Morikawa. Like, do you give any craps about this narrative that you have to be an experienced open player to have any chance here? Or can we pick Morikawa? Can we pick Hovland? I mean, I want to. What the hell? They don't have to win. I mean, maybe the winning narrative is that, but they can finish and do fine DraftKings points-wise. Oh, yeah, and at the 92 to $9,100 price range, I mean, a win's you know fantastic payoff, but no, they, they, they could – very well be in the winning lineup. This is DraftKings. This is not betting. We need six players that are going to do really well. Okay, what about Hatton? Let me let me talk to you about Hatton because people are starting to like sneakily come around on Hatton. And they, you know, maybe because there was no talk about Hatton, the experts in the industry started being like, well, you know, maybe I'll look smart by going with Hatton. And so then there's now a push for a smart sneaky Hatton bet or play, but I don't, I don't have as much confidence this season as I did last season. Granted he finished second at the Palmetto championship. We're seeing that here. And he apparently putted poorly during that tournament. So people thought he should have won that, which does that make any difference because this is a birdie fest. Well, or it was kind of, and then this is supposed to be a bogey fest. <coughs> I, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that I knew Tyrrell had to be bad at majors or hard WGC. Like, I don't, you know, so I don't know. Wouldn't he be what? good at, like, I don't know, isn't this kind Link's of... Lynx golf? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So then you're supposed to pick him because of that? I mean, it's isn't, isn't this kind of their home championship in a way? Like, I know it's not, you know, necessarily where you... Home, home, but, like, you know, he's... I know. So then, do you do that? Yeah, you, I mean, you click nine thousand Tyrrell Hatton. I mean, like you could totally see. That's the other thing. You got to imagine the leaderboard of of this event is going to be really weird looking. Sure. Hatton could be in that. Okay. As well as all these other guys. So at nine thousand bucks, you know, it's it's a little higher price than I'd like for him to be honest. But but that could be a good reason to click. But you said that people are going to him, so fuck that. Also, yeah, maybe we. I don't know. I personally would rather hop down to the 8K range where I typically like to p -p -p pepper the 8K range. And I love to play Patrick Cantley and Patrick Reed, and there they are at the top of the 8K range. It is beautiful, and it actually is calling to me. I believe that this is like an epiphany has happened. I open up the DraftKings board, I see these two together again. It's been a dozen times, I swear to God, like every other week. Patrick's and Patrick's are right next to each other, either in the low nines or upper eights. And it's beautiful because I like them both. They're really good grinders at golf and they fit the narrative of the course fit. They fit all these things. They're good grinders. They're veteran players that aren't old, but they're older and they're not, you know, motivated. McKinley doesn't have a major. You got Reed who's always looking to do things and have things and secure a Ryder cup spot because we know they would love to not pick him. So you want to secure it and be in the top four? Yeah. Uh, Eric, I'm considering uh, an Eric Quagnus Martin's 100% style thing of going Patrick and Patrick. 100%. I mean, it's – I mean, they literally have the exact same first name. So – So it would be great because not only do they have the first same first name, you can make really good lineups no matter what you do with a Patrick-Patrick start. You mm -hmm. can go up. 
you can actually get Brooks in your life with this thing. Mm-hmm. And you're still in the sevens. You're $7,200, which I'm fine with. Hey, and if you want to like be sneaky, you get Morikawa. And then I like the Fitzpatrick's, the Cam Smith's of the world. And I'm not sacrificing much to do that. And then I'm allowed a burger or whatever. I mean, the Patrick Patrick frees you up to do so much. I don't even want to. Uh, let's stop talking about this because this is going to. Uh, this is a cheat code this week. I'm in. 100%. <laughs> Patrick and Patrick. Are you? We're are winning. You, Hashtag Patrick Patrick. We're going for it. Wow. Yeah. Why not? Wow. Dude, you, I'm, come on. I'm starting to believe more and more that you should pepper the 8K range and just the default to that. And if it can be where you have the best 8K range players and they're both your favorite guys and somebody that you're considering putting a house on, Patrick Reed. You're starting to believe more and more that peppering the 8K range. I believe you've been saying that (laughs) for fucking years. (laughs) Well, I'm like... Doing this narrative thing I'm doing on Twitter has made me believe it because the eight, the all eight K people last week were very good. Wow! So. Yeah, and it was a you know stars and scrubsy week maybe. It was. You don't know. Um, anything else we need to know about that? No. Uh, how about a Paul Casey chalk week? Is that ever? Does that ever end well? Should we go for Paul <laughs> Casey this week? <laughs> does that ever end well? I don't think it does. But he could win because he's like. This, I mean, at the end of the week, Paul Casey won in the open. You'd be like, oh, you're a guy who's older, first major, won on the Euro Tour this year, has played really good golf lately, as a total driver, does well around the greens, can't get high with the putter. We have a lot of things going for Paul Casey, and he's a great price, too. So, I mean, like, there's reasons why he's chalk. Yeah, that's true. No, any dude, why would he, why would Luke sweat it out think doofus Tony Fino is going to win? Like, I didn't want to talk too much shit about the guest, but come on. Do you have any faith in Tony Fino winning the tournament? Or are we looking more like 8,400 as an attractive DraftKings play? That's what I was thinking when he was talking about Tony Fino because I, I was like, wow, look at this. We finally have him like below the mid portion of the 8,000s. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the price you like to see Tony Fino. He's mm-hmm. Tony Fino's kind of taken the place of, uh, well, not really Matt Kuchar, but like, you know, a lower price guy that you can kind of rely on at a major and i think yeah 8400 is a great price he's not gonna win why would you outright bet tony Fino? <laughs> i will i no that and i know i honestly just based on how he's played recently if he was coming in with those top tens and he was top 10 tony and we were talking about top five tony that we were talking about and that was like when is it gonna be this is inevitable oh my gosh should have been last week could be next week we haven't talked about that. He's missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He's missed the cut last time he was out. Tony Fienhaus kind of broken a little bit right now. So I'm not interested in that. Neither am I interested in Webb Simpson or Zalatoris. I could click an $8,200 Scotty Scheffler, but it feels like to me that that's going to be chalky and popular too. Scheffler? Well, yeah, Scheffler very well could be. I mean, he's been, you know, a kind of a fantasy fantasy golf staple here recently i don't really care about i i I, don't don't pass up fee now 8400 unwanted great price this guy's gonna show up i'm gonna have a lot of fee now back to scheffler sure Mm -hmm. click him but adam scott say what you want to say about him why you're gonna click adam scott this week how can you not why would you i mean we're (laughs) It's Adam Scott. Have you seen this swing before? 
I've seen him swing, but I've seen him be kind of bad with the broomstick putter. Is he a fake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. PGA All Star. I don't know if he does. He play enough to be considered like, uh, really, you know, one of the best. I don't know. Does he? Not anymore. No, but you know, yeah. He's, so he's played the Travelers. He was T thirteen, I guess. The type and of name played, that you could see him pop at. We thought that at the Masters. 54th. We thought that at the PGA Championship, missed the cut. We thought that the U.S. Open, T35. Do you want this? I don't want this. I don't need this. 8,100. I'm good. Nope. I can spray him in and feel very comfortable about Well, then, it. I mean, well, then wouldn't you – let me interest you in Justin Rose, the same kind of guy, a fake guy who played okay at the Travelers, sucks at the U.S. Open, sucks at – well, no, he was good at PGA and Masters. This is the real Adam Scott is Justin Rose. Why can't – why don't you like – Justin Rose gets super hot with the putter. You don't, I cannot trust Adam Scott's putter for the life of me. Yeah. No, you can't. So then you're going to go 8,100 and you're not going to go $8,000 Rose? Come on. I mean, they're both in decline. Let's let's face the, the fact. Then go Tommy Fleetwood and it's going to be Fleetwood's turn. Come that on. I agree with. If we're looking at those three and their price, 8,000 Tom Fleetwood, I take the young guy. Dude, Tommy no. has the chance to like – really outscore his DraftKings position points too. Like mm -hmm. he could have an Eagle randomly every round. He could have an, he could have an ACE for fuck's sake. So I like Fleetwood's potential, but I don't know. I'm more interested in the upper nine or upper $7,900 guys. Like I like Fitzpatrick the most, almost out of everybody. Like I might be the most in on Fitzpatrick. I loved what I saw at the Scottish open. I'm taking that into consideration. I don't care. I mean, maybe I'm biased now recency bias but that's what you want you want someone playing in the like let's just pretend justin thomas finished t2 and was the runner-up in the uh scottish open you don't think justin thomas at ninety six hundred dollars right. would turn into chalk right let's do it with like almost any fucking name and now we're getting fitzpatrick who uh, before the scottish open i spoke to pat perry uh the preferred lines podcast i did an interview with pat perry i spoke to him about fitzpatrick that was prior to fitzpatrick being in contention whatsoever at the scottish open so i'm i was already in on this before this i was in on this on december when i was thinking about it and i bet on him at 66 to 1 and now I oh, like wow. it. So I put that's why I put the poll out. I put a poll out. I don't know if you saw it about are you more encouraged, less encouraged, or neutral on Matt Fitzpatrick's T2 at the Scottish Open? The majority of people said they were more encouraged, and I agreed with them. So there you go. 7900 It's a great price. Fantastic price. And I'm sure he's encouraged as well about his performance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's confident in coming in. Now, I think Cameron Smith fits the narrative of somebody that should be good at an open and saw it at the president's cup a tiny bit where he was able to kind of link see it around. Uh, but he hasn't played awesome. The last four out 30th miscut miscut 59th. But do we like a $7,800 Cameron Smith at all? You know, he's batched in here with an interesting group, Shane Lowry and Jason Day and Joaquin Neiman and obviously Fitzpatrick above there and Leishman as well. Mm -hmm. and so, the so it's an interesting range, you know. I think you can yeah. – I think, you you know, we're, we've got some spotty stuff going on all about here. But but mm -hmm. historically, historically, I, I, I'm willing to forgive some bad play because I think things happen at these majors – that you mm -hmm. just aren't going to be able to predict. A lot of let's not forget by the, by the way that 
golf is has a lot of luck involved, and especially in these fucking mm-hmm. link link style courses. You know, these guys hit hit it one way, and, and and like if it rolls two more feet, it's down in that pot bunker, and they're fucked, and they're getting the triple bogey, or or it rolled the other way, and now they're chipping on, and they're getting you know birdie. So right, totally, hundred percent. So so I don't know some some of the poor play. You I I can excuse from a guy like Cameron Smith that you just talked about. Okay, let me talk to you about the most popular names in the 7K range because we're going a little long here. We didn't want to go 45 minutes, but we've made it 45 minutes. So let's talk about the popular names. Daniel Berger is going to be popular because he is at $7,400. He's literally like the what a price. 16th ranked player in the world. What did you make of that? I don't, I don't know. Man. I, don't, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Here, here's what I really truly think: they had him at eighty four hundred, and they had uh, Burns at seventy three hundred dollars, and they were like, and maybe they probably even had somebody in the AK up in the ten k or something, you know. And they were like, just drop him a thousand bucks. Oh, I'm guessing now that I literally think about it, they're like, B was at the top of the alphabet. They're like, fuck it, eighty four hundred dollar burger. <laughs> And then they're like Burns, boom, top of the bees. Okay, it sounds like they're popular names. Let's get some buzz going. Let the content guys have something to talk about. People, people I like wonder if they, like DraftKings knows how to set a trap. Oh, you're saying like no, but the, I don't think so. I think because typically DraftKings pricing dictates with the betting board, and the betting oh, board right. they're trying to protect themselves as much as possible and they're trying to give the fairest numbers typically to start so that they don't get fucked and it's adjustable and you kind of know and it's not terribly exploitable but this burger and burns thing is just ridiculous yeah so then in a gpp do you play that or not i mean like that's do you are you going to do the burger burns I don't see how I can't click Dan Berger at seventy four hundred in the GPP. Yeah, you're going to be eating a bunch of chalk. But I why mean, why don't you go hundred percent Berger Spieth then? <gasps> I mean, oh, that leaves you eighty two hundred. Lord have mercy. You could. I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been told over the years that you know if you want leverage, you would go overweight on whatever the field is. So Berger's going to be fucking. I bet Spieth's the most owned name overall too. You're the chalk donkey king. So I need to go speed <laughs> burger 100%. This, this yeah. actually sounds – this makes a lot of sense. This I've been to it. Oh, a ton of sense. Or you go birds, add birds to that. Look at the total. It goes up to 8,800. Oh, 8, And then you just have to think about three other names and just hope on the – like. And I, and, and I love that I'm reducing the amount of thinking that needs to go into this because I have the three names that I'm going to play throughout the 20 lineups. We always say don't think. Nothing just matters. Click. Just click. <laughs> yeah. We literally have said that for a long time. Yeah, we have said that. Um, Harris English is chalk. I bet you oh like Harris God. English. Oh, God. What but why did they price him at $7,300? That's stupid. I don't know. He just so you could do it. that instead of... Uh, well, now I can have four names, and then I don't have to think about two for the other. <laughs> this is starting to sound stupid, actually. Right. Winner will go home. And then you can use everyone. You can use... Uh, you can I literally. Can use after uh, that. You could use 100 percent ROM. Oh my! Okay, God. fine. Then I'm going to do that. So we just build. And then my you can literally use 20 of the next down lanes. 20. I'll. You go one of each. I'm just going to do one of each. <laughs> you go to, then you're done. You're over. It's over. Uh, or Grace. Apparently, Grace is popular. 
good. Yeah, I saw that. Jeez. I mean, we've lost our minds. This happens. This one, oh, yeah. This one I'm confused about, but then I was listening to tour junkies and they were like, well, he won something. And then it was like the Barracuda or like the Bermuda or one of those like hilariously fake events. And I was like, okay. But then fourth at the Memorial, seventh at the US Open. Hmm. Those are finishes. I've heard that he's in a good place mentally. He's got a coach again. So I've heard stuff about Brandon Grace at PY uh, that's turning to popularity. Now, Lowry, Fitzpatrick, Day, Answer, Bazudanut, Fowler. Do you have any interest in Fowler? Um, kind of just out of support. I don't really know otherwise. You know, he's shown some flashes here recently, which is I mean, nice. seventy three hundred too. It's great. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great price for you know a guy who's won the Players Championship, who's you know that's it for the most part. But yeah, I mean, Ricky Fowler. If you're not a fan, I mean, if you're not clicking out of fandom too. I mean, right? Are we? Aren't we fans? We're doing this for fun. That's what we yeah. literally only play for a dollar. Right. So, no bankroll shaming on this. Did you see Saul's bankroll shaming me? I saw that. That's like, fucking God. I mean, I could probably talk about how much he is playing and wonder why he's doing that more than he should wonder why I'm only playing for twenties. It's like, bro, look in the goddamn mirror, like. I mean, it's. I don't want to talk about people's finances or whatever, but like, you're gonna gamble, okay? It's like, sorry, man. Sorry, man. I'm not as cool as you. I only have. I don't race. I only have twenty bucks to gamble each week. Yeah, no, no, no bankroll shaming. Because, like, really, this is roulette. We've already established this. If you want to play DraftKings for real, like, if Saul is truly playing like NHL, which he might have an advantage in NBA, which you could actually come up with a formula and win and have answers same with nfl but you can't do that with golf rick run good will tell you this like right the stats don't equate to answers they're very helpful and i'm not going to talk about how they're not worth having because they are but the truth is is that the stats you want to know about are the approach stats and then you want to look at the putting and if they normally putt well and they're putting bad they could flip Everyone knows that. Who's watching this? Polter. I love Polter. I bet Polter. I've been on Polter for a long time in my head. Uh, thinking that like he could have won the Masters, actually. I thought this thought. And he finished T26, so I wasn't that stupid. And then I was like, oh, my God, he might win a major someday. And then Phil won the PGA, and he finished 30th. And then the U.S. Open was 40th. And then now I'm wondering, okay, how is he going to do well? Well, he finished T4 last week in Europe at the Scottish Open. So then I'm, you know, with this great fourth round, I'm like, oh, God, what's his price going to be? $7,200. This is brilliant. Let's go. But he'll be popular, right, Poulter? I love that. And I've always liked Poulter. I changed my putting grip based on when he won, when he beat Bo Houston Open? Yeah, yeah. I saw he had a, he had a pointed finger, and I, I and then I started doing that. You start doing that? Do you do that still? I still do it. I'll show it to you. Wow, crazy. Yeah, no, I I, I love the Poulter. I think I think you know this is let's not let's not kid ourselves. I mean, I mean these are popular names for a reason. Popular is- names, and they're and they're these guys are playing on their home turf too. Let's not forget that. I mean, yeah, Americans are going to show up, but these Euro guys, these 
Brits, these Englishmen, they're going to be here. Okay, so, I mean, let's talk about the strategy, though. Like, if you're playing the millionaire maker, which, first of all, is a scam. We know yeah. that. Huge. Don't play, don't play the millionaire maker. But if you are, you can definitely get cute and do things stupidly. But that's so dumb because then you're like, why am I even doing this, right? It's like, because I'm trying to be stupid in order to win. Like, how that, why, what? So, that's bad. So, we don't do that. Let me, we don't something too. Let me say something, too, about the millionaire maker is that at least <laughs> the last uh, major, the millionaire maker, that lineup that won the millionaire maker would not have won in, like, our little short game. The guy that like, won the short game would have won the millionaire maker. So yeah, like, so, but so no, like, no, that could never happen. That doesn't, ha that can never happen, Eric, because that's no, not it, how it, it works. Does. It, you it, can't it. spend all the money, Eric, and and win. There, you can't be the winner of a mega profit and and spend all fifty thousand. You must leave thousands off the table. How about that? You want to do that? No. How would you do that? That's foolish. How many times have we reviewed the lineups of the winners and like they spend all the money and they're unique at the right. same time and they're chalky and they're chalk as fuck. So like. I can't wait. I might go on that kid's podcast. One guy that's trying to pretend like that matters. Like, uh, we're, I'm going to debate you to your face. I wonder, do you have proof that you should leave the money off the table? I mean, we're sweet spot DFS. Until <laughs> one of those people wins a million dollars and they're like, ha, show you. Show, I told you. Right. All right. So today I still think I'm right. All right. Now, we have to remember that this is a casino. DraftKings, when you open it up uh, on your phone, through left. So there's that. If you want strategy on how to win at Roulette, a.k.a. PGA DFS, then you can go to our YouTube page. We have videos on that, and we'll probably have to update those because the strategy changes. What you knew about DraftKings or playing PGA DFS specifically one and a half years ago, is th the strategy is different. Yeah. Everyone has access to ownership rankings. So therefore, those don't necessarily matter as much as they used to matter. Uh, contest selection is always important. How you build your roster is important and all that stuff. But, yeah, nothing matters. Just no. pick who you want. Pick who you want. And even spend it all. Play the chalky name. Who cares? Uh, or you go to the playlist DFS strategy and you can look up some stuff specifically. Do you want to talk about the 6K range? Because did we talk about that? Uh, we didn't. I, I think this is more of a range that, it, like, you pack in as many good players as you can, and then you click some of these guys. I mean, like, Stuart like Sink. Yeah, yeah. Sink's going to be popular. Kisner. Kisner's going to be popular. You know, some of the, I mean, you said Sam Burns way down there. I wanted to ask you, Eric, about Lucas Herbert. Have you heard of? Have you ever heard of this guy? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm familiar with the name. I've you know. Did you see that I won money when he won the Irish Open? I did see that. And you know why I bet him? Why? Because my wife wants to name our next son Lucas. <laughs> any so reason, we've said this for a long time now, any reason is a good reason. No, I just kidding. He had really good iron play at the Travelers. Oh, okay. and I was like, oh my God, Luke. Yeah, but and then he was 33 to 1. And I was like, a Lucas at 33 to 1 with good iron play? Dial me up a $3 bet. So I did that. But then he followed that up last week with the Scottish Open tight T4. Wow. So it's not like he, he, he went from playing awesome with his irons and and I think was bad with his putter to finish top 20 at the 
Travelers after a memorial where he was T18. I mean, this guy's playing great golf. He's 6,800. His name is Lucas Herbert. I don't know. He's an Australian that you might not know about. Like uh, Matt Jones, another Australian, is here, and he's a good wind player. Maybe you want these $6,800 Aussies. Or do, do you want a Tringali or do you want a Keegan Bradley? Those are fun names to click. I like that. Ches Reevy, sneakily good at Lynx Golf. I saw some stats on that. Um, should we go down here to Lucas Glover? That's your guy, and he won last week. Any interest in $6,600 Glover to go back? Yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker to click a guy that just won. But I think that, you know, the Lu- Lucas Glover, he's a, he's a U.S. Open winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's not quite the same setup because Lynx Golf is different than U.S. Open challenging style, but it's mm-hmm. still challenging. I don't know. He's coming off confidence. I mean, that's, yeah. that's graded. I, I think 6,600. Yeah, that's a low price. Yeah, he should be clicked. I mean, there's a lot of names down here, I mean, that are good players. Like you like said. Like Hadwin is here. Gooch is Hadwin, here. You got Adam Kirk. Long. I mean, yeah. I don't dude. know. You got Harding has been a good player. You know who I like is Sebastian Munoz. We've talked about Munoz yeah. a ton. He's the most disrespected from uh, betting and DraftKings pr- uh, pricing and betting number-wise out of everybody on T- PGA Tour. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, he's won on the tour. He's had a ton of good finishes in majors and in big events just coming off a T4. Now, I don't know if I trust him in a bogey fest where you have to be, like, conservative. So that's why he's 6,500. He's 6,500. So, like, we're talking about a 6,500 guy that I'm pretending to have confidence in, but that's what we're doing here. Same with Kirk. I like Kirk. But, I mean, this is is pure roulette. This is a lottery ticket. Somebody down here is going to pop. Somebody down here is going to pop. Did you see the Twitter poll I put out about Sam Burns? Uh, I don't know. know. Why is he 6,300? I mean, it's a good question. Are you there? I'm here. He's been playing great, you know, the last couple of outings. It's, It's strange. Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> Sam's been playing great. Uh, I, I mean, that was a misprice that was noticed immediately. So, uh, he's not that good as eighteen percent. DK loves free squares is at fifteen percent. He's a Euro virgin is at twenty six percent, and the leading vote getter is it makes no sense at thirty nine point six percent. So I think people just understand that it. it makes no sense. Yeah. So, so we're going to just do it. Um, and that's probably as low as you need to go. I mean, Troy Merritt's here at $6,300. I saw him just- too. I saw him too. That's as low as you go because everybody after that is. Now, I saw $6,100 Burmeester is a guy. I did too, point. actually. I was going to say that. Okay. So, like, that's a name. And then this Veerman guy, I literally saw on TV when he finished T8 last weekend. So, like, uh, he's sixty one hundred dollars, and he was just in my life, T eight, right? And he's sixty one. I've never really seen him before last week, but there you go. Any interest in anything else? Um, I have to promote the fantasy. Oh yeah, no, it's called the uh, FanshareSports.com. Have you ever been on that website? I, I have, and I know you. I know you are a lot. I love that website. Yeah. I love Lee Aldrich's articles. I love all their tools and 
making lineups with their generator is super easy. Um, oh, hey, if you want AM and PM waves and split them up and you want to make 150 lineups and you want to do 75 AM, 75 PM, ha, 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 go over to thefanshareSports.com. They'll do it for you in about two seconds flat. It's great. That's awesome. Now, Eric, at the end of the pod each week, we talk about the values. We've gone a little long. We had Luke sweat it out in the middle, so if you want – I mean – we had to bring a expert on. We're hashtag not experts, so we had Luke sweat it up. Do you have any values? Did you write anything down or in your head? Maybe just give us like, are you really going to do the Spieth Burger 100%? I will. I'll tweet that out uh, tomorrow. I'm doing. Part of it? What do you mean? You're really going to do bur- Spieth Burger and just be like, eat the chalk, right? Like, kind of have to do it if you're going to do it. Well, like if you're clicking either one of them, if you want to be doing what's correct as far as like uh you know game theory is concerned these guys are going to add up to a huge percentage point so i may as well just go all in on them and hope that you know i get a 15th out of burger and speed maybe you know second and then fill in the gaps okay that's what we're trying to do here in DraftKings. um my values this week are brooks kepka in the 10k range like are you kidding me of course it, if you want a value in the in the nines, I mean, click Spieth or Morikawa. Morikawa doesn't have to win, but you don't think Morikawa is going to hit like fourteen fairways and probably just as many greens every single day. So, right. I mean, he's going to have birdie looks like all day, and even like maybe he'll miss a few par putts or whatever. But like, I don't know. I feel like. He's going to be fine. He's going to be good. He's low price and low. Um, I love the Patrick and Patrick combination, and I'm probably going to do that in the 8K range for every single one of my lineups. I think it works, and it makes me feel good. And I've been trying to do more fun things with my $20. This is $20. It's like I'm sick of acting like an expert and picking real and, like, caring and doing real things and being wrong over and over and over again to the point where I'm like, if I would have just had fun – and been wrong, it would have been a lot easier to just not give a shit about this. So then I'm going to try to have fun and be wrong, then be an expert and be wrong. And if I'm actually right, literally acting like an expert, I feel kind of guilty because it's like, I know that I got lucky. It's all luck. So then it's like, do I really want to pretend I'm so smart? Like sign up for my website. I'm so smart. So then what I'm doing is I'm just like having fun and then maybe I'll win having fun, and then I can even be proud of that. Does that make sense? I love that. So stay tuned. Tomorrow I have the house bet tweet that's coming out. Oh, the 7K range I like Fitzpatrick and Cam Smith, and then Burns, of course. So those are obvious names. Now, yeah, you probably will be like, nope, can't use the obvious names because I just can't use the obvious names. And it's like you can use the obvious names in five out of six of your roster spots if you use one random name in this other spot. It's like that's how you play DraftKings. It doesn't matter. Don't get cute. Your your inclination normally is to be like, oh, I'm going to get this sneaky dude in in the 7K range that nobody wants. There's a reason why nobody wants him. There's a reason why. Even though nobody knows anything and no one can predict athlete performance, that's very true. But they really, like, the chalk is actually – it's become good now in PGA DFS, like more often than it's bad. Exactly. 
So and on that. Don't care about the chalk or whatever. What are you doing? Are you going to play the drums? Yeah, I'm about to play the drums. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Sweat it out. You're the man. I appreciate you. Uh, 3M Open is next week. I will be live on scene at uh, TPC Twin Cities with my son next Tuesday. Maybe uh, I'll maybe see you this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about that. Maybe we'll play golf. <laughs> I don't know, somehow. Um, but yes. Hey, what about the 3M Open, though, Eric? Should we do another pod next week? Yeah, we, we get, maybe should talk about being Minnesotan and do all that. Hometown, it's happens. our hometown event, so yeah, it's fun. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. Appreciate you like and subscribe, rate and review. Goodbye, bye.